Hello and welcome to the BU Body Empowerment Unified Podcast. I'm Hannah, the president. And I'm Diana, the podcast producer, and we represent the Body Image and Eating Disorder Awareness Club, also known as BDAC. Started by high school students and centered in Los Angeles, California by BDAC, the Body Image Eating Disorder Awareness Club, this podcast focuses on telling stories from those that have overcome eating disorders or have or are struggling with body image and self-love. Through this podcast, BDAC aims to spread positivity, kindness, share tips and tricks for self-care, and overall raise awareness about the importance of self-image and mental health. In today's episode, we will be discussing body diversity and inclusivity in the fashion industry, as well as eating disorder awareness as we get an inside look into the life of teenage model Stella Tran. In this episode, one of our topics discusses eating disorders. Listening discretion is advised. The modeling industry became a rise during the mid-1900s, as it highly influenced culture, fashion, media, and was an important contribution to a designer's creative process. Today, you might find models anywhere, even apart from their runway and shops, to social media, branding, ads, magazines, or even on the back of food products. There's no doubt modeling has taken the world by storm, changing the latest trends and inspiring the newest creative expressions. Fashion modeling, particularly, is a difficult and serious industry, but with such influence, modeling has been a conflict of unrealistic beauty and body expectations. Luckily, as times have changed and the world evolved, the modeling industry is growing and learning to become a more diverse and inclusive space, representing all types of shapes and sizes where beauty is not singly defined. have the privilege of speaking with 17-year-old Stella Tran, a Los Angeles model, actress, and former badminton athlete. She currently works for model agency Elite and has been featured for brands such as Nike, Alexander Wang, Sephora, and more. Currently, Stella uses media sources such as Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube to spread her knowledge on the fashion industry, as well as create blogs and provide tips and advice on fashion and self-care routines. Through her platform, Stella is also able to share her experience with eating disorders and spreading awareness that not everything is picture perfect, but takes patience, sacrifice, and hard work to achieve. We sit with Stella to hear her side about the modeling and fashion industry, as well as discuss her lifestyles, her struggle with an ED, and how she balances her schedule and self-care behind the camera. How did you become introduced to modeling and why did you decide to pursue it? Any benefits or why you decided to go into that job and why do you enjoy it maybe? So I got introduced by it um, for my mom. I think because my mom was just like always watching like the Beverly Hills Housewives and she's like seeing like Gigi and Bella and then she's like oh Stella I think you I think you're a model and I was like oh all right so I had my first photo shoot in Vietnam and everyone was so nice the photographer makeup artist everyone and they were just teaching me to pose and everything I was like I kind of like this and so like just Throughout the years, I like, I loved this industry because everyone was so nice and I loved meeting new people and yeah. It's so funny that your mom found on TV and thought 
my daughter will be perfect for this like okay I never actually thought like modeling was even a career I just thought like oh hey they they model for brands that's pretty cool so when my mom told me about it I was like oh okay I gotta try it out <laughs> so here I am now did you reach to like an agent immediately or you kind of found something online or someone had connected? Um, so how I got scouted was I like posted like one of those outfit pictures on Instagram. Um, and then actually my agency scouted me on Instagram and I was like, wow. Cause it's one of like the biggest agencies. And I was like, this is like a dream come true. They DM'd me and then I gave um, my contact, my parents' contact information and I I'm signed from there. Wow. Yeah. It happened so quickly. It happened. Yeah. It was like, I, I, my first photo shoot was like in October or something like that. And I got scouted in December. So just a few months passed and I was like, dream come true. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Have you been overwhelmed or have you ever experienced like some sort of imposter syndrome? Because I've heard that there are a lot of certain beauty standards and expectations in the modeling industry. Have you ever experienced something of that sort or has everything been pretty good? I think everything has been pretty good. It's not where like imposter syndrome where like, oh, I feel like I come on set and I'm like, oh God, like I'm such a failure. It's mostly like um, I come and I'm like, oh shoot. I'm a model here like it's more of like I'm like super surprised and like super grateful that like I'm here and like I'm like kind of fitting into everything and still learning um new things because every day you just learn something new yeah Mm -hmm. that's great when you immediately get into there you feel like you, you belong there you fit there right yeah yeah and sometimes like sometimes at the end of the day like I think back I'm like I hopefully I didn't do anything wrong like I didn't say anything stupid or something but yeah overall I feel like I belong there yeah oh that's great I mean like I I mean as long as they hire me and I'm like wow I'm like I'm super grateful yeah just mainly that yeah of course you can't you can't be doing anything wrong you they keep coming back for more exactly (laughs) that too yeah And then so going into the modeling industry, would you say body discrimination is true? Of course, they're always evolving and growing and people are always trying to be more inclusive. But since you're in the industry, you can have like a a deeper uh, aspect into that, right? That topic, I would say more like the 90s or 2000s, it was a lot worse where like models had to be skin and bone. And I'm really glad that it did evolve. Like now, like especially in LA, like they want more of a healthy lifestyle. And um, New York, they're like, they're working on it. Um, And Milan and Paris and those like European countries, it's kind of new to them. But I think because like social media has been like spreading about like um, body awareness, I think they're trying to like evolve more. And I really hope that they do because skin and bone is just not healthy at all. (laughs) Yeah. It's so important how social media has been changing. And yes, I guess now that it's more trendy to be it's a good trend, right? To be more yeah. positive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. And I'm glad that LA has changed so much um, in that I like meet so many models that are different body types and they love themselves and they also spread awareness and they're like, 
um a lot of times like going back to imposter syndrome I can sometimes I feel like oh like uh, I don't look good in the picture but like there's always other models to be there and they're like Stella you look amazing and I just I feel good yeah (laughs) were you able to find the support from more like your family and your specialists maybe friends like the time to still be a teenager since you are a young model Mm -hmm. um so all of my friends definitely support me in this journey my parents they uh, are like they support me they actually you know my mom got me into it it's it's a bit hard like right now because um my mom is very like um strict on like what I should eat and everything and especially a lot of things have changed during quarantine so it's like it's kind of hard when it comes to my mom and like health uh, support wise but modeling wise she's all in yeah that's great yeah it's great that she's supporting you like could you feel it affect your body because you know modeling is all about you know having that energy to pose and mm-hmm. I think at that time uh, since like that was two years ago that's when quarantine started I was 15 um I didn't really think about like my body image at that time I would just like sometimes like it wasn't really quote quote trendy to like be aware of your body and I was like just oh I'm gonna eat whatever I want like everything's fine because I also like burned like a lot of calories from like training so that wasn't an issue I would just like be joking about it like my coaches would be like Stella you're too heavy on core but that was just like all jokes and um now since quarantine has changed my diet has changed a lot because I'm not able to eat whatever I want and I would have to be aware of like having a healthy lifestyle lifestyle because before I was like eating a lot of junk food um now I'm like um balancing everything of workout and what I eat especially like also modeling can be also tiring like after a whole day on set like just posing and like changing in like different outfits it can be tiring so I try to balance um life too with my friends so yeah yeah modeling you're, you're changing too and you're also traveling right well not for modeling yet because I do have an agency out in New York um I asked them if I could go out there to model they said because I am still underage they don't want to put me out there yet and they kind of want to train me so that's understandable so I just hope that one day I do get to travel for modeling yeah that'd be that'd be so cool that'd be really exciting yeah Yeah. (laughs) but you're you're balancing so much too I, I hope you have enough rest as well yeah I like do my best to get eight hours of sleep and like just like not for like my body and also for my skin too because you know sleep just affects skin as well I'm talking about your safety and making sure that you're getting the, the right nutrients and the right sleep I wanted to ask do modeling industries really put care into that do they really check on your wellness my agency has not like checked up on me but I think most agencies aren't like that either before it used to be worse to a point where it was like agencies were telling people to lose weight even though they were like they looked amazing um my agency hasn't told me to lose weight yet and like I'm glad they haven't and I don't think it's been an issue in my agency so I I'm really glad that it isn't like that there. 
hopefully what we see in the model industry as you know the, the trying to be more more self-aware and mm -hmm. about that hopefully it's not just like I said it's just not a trend it's mainly people actually starting to care you know yeah to ask mm -hmm. you about that not just your family caring but at least people really respect and understand their models are people too and they have lives yes. are exhausted as yeah. well do models really have a say or especially maybe just your agency do you have a say or an opinion on what you're wearing or like how you're posing um so when it comes to like um comfortability like if you ever feel uncomfortable in a situation you always have to uh, speak out and say no I don't want to wear this or I don't want to pose like this because I feel uncomfortable and that's like I went to a model camp actually like two, one and a half two years ago um Coco Rocha model camp um Coco Rocha was like a very famous she's queen of pose and she taught us that if you ever feel uncomfortable like you always have a say in it and it, it used to be a problem where where models like they weren't comfortable and they they were scared to say no and I was like yeah but now it's changed it's, everyone has spread that you have a say in everything that's great mm -hmm. I always like going on like on YouTube and watching like uh, videos it's it's so interesting you know um yeah how the process is but I remember watching one of the views uh, one of the models was mentioning how the model industry is so difficult to get into and then to be available for people to keep wanting models to come back, right? And mm -hmm. you said that models can sometimes feel like they can't say no. I kind of mm -hmm. uh, thought about that because is that the kind of the same thing? Like if you say no, you might lose your job. Yeah, I think that's like, that's the main reason why models are afraid to say no. It's because like they kind of want to get rehired because it's like a big brand. And they're just, if they say no, then they think that it's like, um, that they won't get it next time. But I don't think it's about that. I think it's about how you feel. And if you're comfortable, like what happens if those images are like out in the public and like, you're like, mm -hmm shoot I regret not saying no yeah mm -hmm. you know people always have to have consent too yeah when things go mm -hmm. in there I mean it's your it's your face kind of being yeah sold technically but um it's also expression and art and there's exactly um, yes exactly you always have to be mm -hmm. careful is your mom protect you about that too um, yeah, my mom is very protective in like um, what I wear and everything. And like once you're 18, obviously it's going to be different as a minor. You're not allowed to wear, do like swimwear stuff and all the other lingerie stuff as well. But um, it just depends once like you're of age, if you're comfortable or not. And if you aren't, then obviously you got to say no. I'm sure things change once you become an adult. Yes. You're not under that kind of legal care, you know. Care, like, yeah. <laughs> of course. Thank you so much. We're going to kind of transition into more personal about you modeling. First, wanted to ask you, to you, how has diversity impacted the modeling industry and representation, especially for models who are people of color? So uh, when I first started modeling, uh, there was 
this one job um my client was telling me like I couldn't find any Asian people to hire and you were the only like Asian person I could find in LA and I was like wow like I'm like I was so shocked but that was three years ago and now the modeling industry has changed so much to the point where like my recent shoe it was just an all Asian like representation and it was just so empowering to see that diversity has like has been coming into the modeling industry. Mm-hmm. I also remember reading an article that the model industry is now looking for all different kinds of people, all different kinds of bodies, features. Yes. I know freckles became like a really big trend recently. Mm-hmm. Sometimes those trends can be really dangerous though, right? Yeah. Like once like they fall apart, then like what happened to that trend? Yeah. yeah. But I think when it comes to body image, I don't think this is going to be a trend. I think this is going to be life-changing. Like, for example, Victoria's Secret, they, like, have canceled all their shows um, because of this body awareness thing. And Fenty, um, Rihanna has changed almost, like, a lot of the a lot of part of the industry because she hired males not only males and like um, different types of uh, bodies and it was just very empowering that's why Victoria's Secret was like a no-go. <laughs> I'm sure now that companies have been more body positive people appreciate that more and I think mm-hmm. like we said it's a good trend yeah people feel like they can support those brands better because they're more inclusive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you. We wanted to move on to another perspective. This is more a serious topic about mm-hmm. eating disorders. So like we said, anything you feel uncomfortable, please let us know. Okay. Um, first, we wanted to talk about if you're comfortable, when did you notice that you were struggling with an eating disorder? And then how did you cope with that? What What did you do? Or maybe you didn't do anything? Um, I... I actually started noticing like recently, maybe a few months ago, um, when my one of my friends was going through it, um, and I was like, I I wasn't sure. I was seeing it a lot on TikTok as well, and I was kind of reflecting back on how I my diet was and how I started eating, and right now I feel like I'm still struggling. I'm still recovering from everything. Um, and how I cope with it is like, I just try to find what makes me happy. And I, um, I try to go for that more. My friends make me really happy. So I'm always telling them, Hey, do you want to go out? Like, I would really like to go hang out with you because, you know, it just helps me cope with everything. Mm -hmm. Really get your mind off. Mm -hmm. Off of everything. Yeah. Yeah. That's great that you're taking time off for yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You love modeling, but of course people mm-hmm. need a break from that. Yeah. And I felt like a lot of things that um, has helped me, I started meditating more. Um, a lot of like self-reflection, um, breathing. Also, um, I started journaling. So that helped a lot. That's good. It's tough to be in an industry where 
main focus is your body and Mm -hmm. having internal issues with your body. But I'm glad that you make the time to give yourself some space and to clear your head. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. And um, of course, this is your your homeschooled, but this is your senior. Yes. Hopefully, you know, as a as a senior, you still have time to have those have spend those memories and yeah. Uh-huh. Is your modeling industry aware of your eating disorder? Um, I don't think they are. Yeah, I try. I don't really talk about it to them because um, I'm not really, not that I'm not open with them, but I'm just kind of scared to talk about it with them. Um, I feel like I should handle this on my own and like everything. Um, I'm slowly recovering, so I think I'm almost there. That's good. That's good. Mm -hmm. Just try to make that time for yourself. Try to make those connections with people because a Mm -hmm. lot of people do struggle, even with other models probably as well, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'm, but like, they're like, um, a lot of the models that I've met on set, they have, I've met one, she said she also struggled. And like, um, when she was underage, she did struggle a lot. And once she um got out of the house and started like doing stuff on her own that that is what like changed her so hopefully once I turn of age I can like be able to make a change yeah I just want to ask you if you feel comfortable saying do you feel these these thoughts happen a lot and do, do something like pushes something that pushes you to forget about it and or does it really take on your mind throughout the day? Um, it usually, yeah, it goes around my mind almost every second. And like, I try to not to think about um, another one of my coping mechanism is like um, going to the gym and like, cause I, ha- I also have like a lot of gym friends and they like to make me happy and just going to the gym and working out in general just gets my mind off of stuff as well. Mm-hmm. yeah of course people have to be careful about over exercising mm-hmm. but it's a great way over exercising yeah feel good about one's body you know feel natural and it's a healthy lifestyle as well just exercise in general mm-hmm. definitely That's true you do meditating right and yoga i do yeah i, I haven't tried yoga but i do want to try i heard it's really good for yourself but i do meditate that's great we would love if you have any future tips on like meditating or any so I'm still working on it um it's just mainly like breathing and like counting your breaths I usually like um count my breaths until 10 and then I go back to one and I just repeat that cycle until uh, um I usually do it 10 minutes a day and there are also like guided meditations as well that it's, I find that really useful. So once in a while, I would do a guided meditation on YouTube. That's so nice. And it's so easy too. You can just jump on there. Yeah. Quick, uh, quick breath. Super convenient. You can do it anywhere. Like as long as you have like a little bit of quiet time and space. Yeah, you actually don't even need space. You just like need some quiet time for yourself. Do you find yourself doing any other types of hobbies that maybe help calm down that anxiety? Um, not that I can think of. 
not that I can think of. I think it's just mainly working out. Um, I also, I've been doing badminton lately, so that kind of gets my mind off of it. And yeah. You've been doing badminton since before modeling, right? Yeah, before modeling. So like we said, you're balancing school, modeling, taking care of yourself and badminton, but it makes you yeah. It makes me happy. As long as I have the balance, I think it's it should be good. Yeah, perfect. Always keeping your yourself balanced and making time for the little things that you enjoy. I think that's so yeah. important for people to remember. Do you have any advice for possible listeners that are interested in modeling but don't know where to start or are afraid that they aren't what companies would look for? I think um, there's nothing wrong with trying it and like yeah just try and if it doesn't work out just keep on trying it um sometimes agencies don't it's not about like don't take it personal because everything in the modeling industry it's not about like personal like don't take anything personal that's my number one advice That's great. And and you already mentioned that before, um, how you got into it. Hey, if anyone yeah. listening, throw on a reality TV show, look that into yeah. that. <laughs> do that, um, get inspired and do what you love. Yeah. yeah. So this industry isn't for isn't like for everyone, but if you think you can handle it, then there's nothing wrong with trying. Mm-hmm. And you seem so happy in it too. So yeah, I'm, I really, I'm really glad that I got into it. Yeah, it's actually like really life-changing too. I didn't really think I, I would be here, but here I am. Mm-hmm. So that's amazing. Really quick note. Do you think it would be like a full-time career for you? I really, I really hope so. I like once I graduate, I might, uh, I'm going to take a gap year to uh, try out full-time modeling and I'm going to see from there. This episode was brought to you by BDAC and produced by Diana Shadeva. We'd like to thank our guest speaker, Stella Chan, for sharing her story with us, as well as hosts and writers, Diana Shadeva and Hannah Kwok. We hope you enjoyed the special episode and can't wait for you to listen to more. Don't forget to follow us at TCHS Speedac. That's Speedac spelled B-I-E-D-A-C on Instagram where you can view our club activities, posts, and contact information. If you would like to be featured in a future episode, please reach out to us through our email, bdacclub at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and don't forget to be you.